When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs win 6-5 to five over the Pirates. The final 12 games of the season are underway. The dirty dozen, as I like to call it. And the push to 70 is still alive, as is Ryan's prediction of what, 77? 77 and 85. Still alive. possible. Four straight Look wins. Look at Four us. Four straight wins. And what was the stat they showed at the broadcast right before I turned off the TV? Something about 1989 is the last time they had this many consecutive one-run wins on the road. Four in a yeah, row. yeah. Right I did see now. that. We're searching for anything to hang on. Historic, to. historic. Remember, remember <laughs> all those one. Remember all those one-run losses at the beginning of the year. You know, maybe we're just we're finally getting some back. They, they put they picked a hell of a time to pick win, but you know, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> what, what Miggy, Miggy's uh, slogan was hashtag We are good. I don't know what it'd be now, but maybe something like hashtag uh, We're less bad. <laughs> we're less bad hashtag we're me we're we're whatever we are we are we're working on it we're working on it under con- hashtag under construction um <laughs> hashtag look out next year yeah right where were you, where were you guys in your homes for the esteban excuse me esteban quiros game huh wow mm. Let's just get who you got over with. Because the only question (laughs) remaining, really, I mean, this podcast could be over in a few minutes. The only question left is, are Cody and I tied now? Are Cody and I tied? Is that a three-point? Is that a three-pointer? As I called the shot, I called Bank Kiros three-point winner. And he hit it, man. Wow. Two for four, a walk, a spectacular play. He puts him ahead twice in the game. Where were you for the Esteban Kiros game? While I disagree that you should get triple points, as you said in Slack, for picking Kiros, but I, it was I a it was it was a pre-called move. That was the cool part about it, right? Like I didn't I didn't say it after the game started. I said it when I picked him. I said I ought to get triple points if that's hits. Well, I never agreed to that, but I'll give you the no the one here agreed to it. I I'll will give you the give single you point. point. Cody was trying to get quadruple points for taking Hermosillo. <laughs> so I don't know about that. I I will give I you the point. I was just playing along with the joke. It is, 
<laughs> Esteban Quiroz, good game. Wow. You win, Stucky. Take the point. I think Cody might still be up by like a what did you say? A couple points, something like that. I'm up by two. It's 24, yeah. 22 to 20. If everyone's closing in on me, That's, will I yeah. will I be the 2019 Cubs? Stick around and find out, guys. Are, are we gonna are, throw these in over the weekend? Like, are we gonna these next two weekends put in our picks? Um, I'll take half tomorrow. Well, you don't know if he's gonna be in the line. Okay, you can have half because you don't know for sure if he's even in the lineup. <laughs> Who's I, pitching you know, tomorrow? I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll try to get a pick in tomorrow. If we can all get the picks in, we'll do it. I'm okay with that. Cody point. has no motivation to do that because well, there's saying. only Cody 11 games left, and we're we're kind of scratching. It's going to take oh, picks play. Like I'll try, I'll to to get it done will, for anybody. I will. Like, have to be I will play. I will play. I'll be. I'll be fair. If everyone throws one in, and I remember, yes. Yeah, well, if you don't I'll, remember. If me and Luke do it, we're in. And if you just if you don't do it, then ours <laughs> still count. I'm, I'm going to do oh, my best. I don't agree with that. I don't agree I, with that. I forgot. Sorry. Do we do we want to make picks now just for an out? Like, we could pick somebody else, but do we want to pick somebody just in case we don't pick somebody? Yeah. Like, if I ta- I, I'll, I'm willing to take Hap for the weekend, but I might change that if I think of making a pick, which would uh, make Hap, which would put Hap back in the pool. Okay. I'll take, I'll take Miley. Oh, you bastard i was gonna do that but that's not gonna work for sunday oh a weekend a weekend play oh I, oh I have to use the same guy yeah i mean games? we're not gonna we're not gonna talk between them most likely so it's like this guy would ride you for the weekend uh, and let you change your pick so we're only getting oh. one point for the weekend okay no 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 right. for each game so I, I'm, I'm I'm basically calling Hap for Saturday Sunday. So we have to choose okay. a position player, basically. Well, you don't have okay. to, but well, Wade Miley's not going to pitch on You could take a Sunday. relief pitcher. You could take Eric Ullman to get three straight saves. What if? What if? Okay, so what if like I pick? What if I pick? Who, I don't know who's pitching Sunday. What if I pick him, and then like at all all your two picks tomorrow are just terrible and don't deserve to win. Then like my my no, Saturday I don't, guy. Would I don't it. think so. I look, like let's say you take uh, Samson is pitching Sunday. Okay. Let's say you take Samson for both games. You would get Samson for both games, but you still would have a chance to change your pick on Saturday at some point uh, okay. when the roster comes out. Okay. If you put it in Slack mm. before the game starts, like, hey, I'm taking this guy instead of Samson, then you only have Samson for Sunday. I will take. I got my kinship. I'll take wisdom. Okay, so we're we're wisdom for Cody. Wait, are you not taking Miley anymore? No, because he's not going to pitch on Sunday. Like, but, if, if he shoves seven innings down the Pirates' throats tomorrow, is that going to be enough to win for two whole days? I don't think but, so. But Luke said, like, but I'm you saying you could get up Sunday. tomorrow morning and say, "I'll take this guy instead of him on Sunday." Or on Sunday morning, you could get up and take Kiro. Right. So you. All right. Well, let's let's talk about it later because Fly the Dub is telling us to talk about the game. This is important stuff. You think anybody fly wants to hear about anything? Fly the Dub have a picture. <laughs> don't, don't I need Fly the Dub to have a regular long. picture before I care. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. I'll be honest with you. I didn't uh, before this week. I had never heard the name Esteban Quiros in my life. We've had a couple of those this season where where like. 
anywhere in the farm system. Like I'd never heard a prospects guy talk about somebody. I'd never heard somebody from mm-hmm. Iowa say the guy's name. Um, and that doesn't mean he wasn't being talked about, but like, this is a pretty obscure name where I think yeah. in like five years, if we look back and say the Esteban Kiros game, we'll all chuckle <laughs> because <laughs> otherwise we will for a forgotten name. Like, well, will you ever I, see a jersey form at a Cubs game? When, when, when we're, when they're good, whether it's next year, or maybe 2024, when they're like real good again, we'll look back and think about, do you remember the Esteban Kiros game? <laughs> That's when we'll think about it. That's, we'll, yeah. we'll think about yeah. how far the Cubs have came since we started this podcast or started CHGO. And <laughs> then we'll be like, man, those were the days. It's basically how I think about Brian LaHare. So, <laughs> well, I remember with the, the uh, Kiros was the guy they got when they traded Harold Ramirez in spring training. Wow. Um, I guess that's how far, that's how long I guess he's been in the system. So it's only been the year, but. I also would say he's definitely was just one of those under the radar guys. Like, just maybe he wasn't he wasn't a top prospect, so those weren't the updates you were looking for. He wasn't like uh, one of these hitters that are just going yard every single game that you see the highlights from. It was it was just a guy that you know maybe was having a decent season in the minors, but wasn't you know just wasn't one of the guys that everyone is is googling or or looking up trying to ask questions about. Um, But yeah, this, he had a great game. He's been he's been solid since he came up. I mean, putting the ball in play today. I mean, that nice one. Defense. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that that play he had. Uh, what was that in like the seventh inning, maybe? Yeah, um, that to diving play. Five, to keep it five four. He made a really nice yeah, play. Yeah, it was after they went up. I mean, but I mean, he had the go ahead hit and uh, and during that small ball rally the Cubs yeah. had too. Like he had the one yeah. that just hit off the plate and <laughs> nobody could get to in time. And then he had the go ahead hit. Um, the the double to left field. I mean, yeah, it was a great game from him uh, at the plate, and obviously he showed a little bit of the glove there too. I don't know how much what he does affects the uh, affects his place in the system, um, but I mean, he's thirty, so yeah, good for. I mean, good for him. The interview yeah. was, you know, Taylor McGregor talking while his wife was excited about seeing herself on television and mm-hmm. saying like he'd basically thought he was never going to get he was going to just give up and say I'm not going to make it to the majors I'm not going to get my major league debut and he was ready to give up so for him to have a game like this like I hope they sort of celebrated a little bit like it's yeah I'm not saying the guy's a part of Cubs history or anything crazy like that I mean I'm joking when I'm saying this Stabon Kiros game but like (laughs) um you know congratulations to him for sticking with it and at least having you know, one day that he can say, I played at the major league level and I had a big game and I helped win a win a major league game. Not everybody yeah. can say that, you know, it's true. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Again, it's, it's like he made it, this last two weeks. Aren't going to change probably his trajectory as a baseball player, but to just come up, you know, when you're called upon, have a, have some good games, you know, maybe he plays his way onto, I don't I mean, I don't know if he's going to play his way onto a major league roster next season, but he's playing his way into, you know, sticking in baseball, sticking somewhere. And yeah. I mean, that's about all when you're giving a guy a shot in the major leagues like that to just play well enough to stick in baseball. Like that's all you really need to see, even if he's not going to stick with your organization and or stick in your system. Like that's, I mean, yeah. So this, yeah, like you said, Luke, just good for him. Good for him to have a game like he did today, have a, you know, nice little stretch you know not 
hitting the cover off the ball or anything, but I think he's hitting uh, 286 after tonight. Like, um, you know, I think it was, I can look it up real quick, but it's like a 98 WRC plus something like that. So just, you know, right, right around league average hitter uh, in this last six games that he's been up. Yeah. It's just, it's just good. I mean, it's just, it's nice to see in a season where the Cubs are at 66 wins, just nice to see someone, you know, getting to live their dream playing in the major leagues and, and doing, you know, doing well for himself, not going to turn again, not going to change the trajectory of his career, but finding a way to stick in baseball is, is really all you, you want to see for him. So yeah, good, good stretch for him. Do you guys, um, you know, I was thinking tonight, like, is it a long enough stretch for me now? Not that I was ever, um, I think David Bodie's a nice guy. I think he had, he also had a nice story, but I don't know that like, that is going to make much of a difference on the team. Like people were talking about, we need, we need to get Bodie back. I was like, okay, like maybe you win an extra game because of Bodie. I'm starting to like McKinstry more and more. And, mm-hmm. and I could see him actually taking over the Bodie role um, next season. Is, is it, am I crazy to think that like, if I'm comparing the two guys, uh, not really you know, small no. sample size. He's a lefty. Yeah. He's yeah, a lefty makes, McKinstry. makes more contact. Uh, based off the eye test in my head, at least, and then can play just like Bodie. He can play multiple positions, and he is younger. I'm pretty sure too. Yeah, maybe not a ton, but yeah. Well, they. The thing is, is like, how will they just get rid of Bodie? Like, I mean, it's not like he. I know he's on that extension or whatever, but like, it's not like it's a ton of money. It's literally like what, ten, fifteen million dollars. I don't know. Like, to me, it's. For 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 this for this franchise, that's nothing. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's, I guess, and to spin it positively for Bodie, like he's right-handed, McKinstry's left-handed. Like maybe having both of them would be okay. But like again, like that takes another roster spot away. And how many of those types of players do you want? I don't know. Especially when they're already loaded on the infield, anyways. Like it'd be different if Bodie could play the outfield some. But right. he mainly plays third or second base, right? And it's like, and you have Morel. McKentry's playing, yeah. yeah and you have Morel and McKentry. I, I like McKentry more at like short or second. He's played some third, and he's had some blunders over there, some throwing errors. But so, like, I'm a little iffy on him over there. But at second and and short, so up the middle, I, I don't mind him up there. And he's made some nice plays defensively, and he's been hitting the ball of late too. And I just, I just, I, I feel like we've seen enough of Bodie. Like we know what he is. Like I don't think you're gonna. I think you already hit the ceiling with him, and I don't think you're going to get any more out of him. That's better. So, to me, it's like maybe you could throw him in a trade or something if you if you had to, or maybe do just cut ties. I I, I don't know. Yeah, David saying it. It's uh, twenty seven and twenty nine, and I think their birthdays are both in April. So like. They'll be twenty eight and and thirty next year. So they're, they're yeah, older I, guys, you know. They're not they're not young guys, but I, I'd rather right, yeah. take a guy that's two years younger and, and bats left handed. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean, like we've kind of been saying, it's the the couple of years probably makes a little bit of a difference. The fact that he's a lefty, um, and they have a lot of right handed bats that can play multiple positions on this team or in the system. Like that's I mean, if you're probably going with one of who the the Cubs might keep around it's probably McKinstry um you know he's been hitting better this, in September too like he's 
mm. picked it up a little bit. I mean, he was the first month was, or so that they had, and it was it, he was not hitting well at the plate. And this last month, he's doing you know doing a little bit better um, at the plate, putting together hits, good at bats. I mean, playing good defense. Um, yeah, it's just I, I think I really I really think the the lefty versus righty thing probably is the biggest difference maker between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, They're yeah, so I, heavy at right-handed hitters. Yeah, that's the thing. Right-handed hitters, right? You know? So, sorry, I didn't yes. mean to cut you off. No, I mean, I, I think you we did. all kind of agree. Like, to. if you had to choose between the two guys, even though the sample size is small, right? Yeah. That most likely we'd all lean just age alone and left-handed. I'd lean towards McKinstry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's just where it is, where it's at. Like, that's – McKinstry just has a couple years. He's he's a lefty that can play the same positions as Bodie. It's just the there's small things like that, like not. I mean, it's yeah, and then it's not like either one has like stepped out of front of the other with play at uh, on the season. But it's just like the the things that McKinstry brings to the table just probably fit better with where the Cubs roster is at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I I think I said this at the office about Bodie. Like Bodie would have been like if the Cubs would wouldn't have had these issues with their minor league system and like like 19 2019 2020 like he would have been the perfect guy that they could have thrown in a trade and just get the highest value because he had such a great 2018 that people might have actually really wanted him and going into 2019 or something like that would have reminded me a lot of like the Allen craig trade with the cardinals and the red sox a, a while ago like like just like just that's what the cardinals do they like get these random dudes they'll they'll play well for a little bit when they actually aren't that good and and then they'll move them for like something crazy, and then that guy goes on and sucks wherever he goes. Like that's what I think about David Bodie. I, I, I I'm just saying, like he was good for a year with the Cubs, and then since then he's just been, eh, like a utility guy at best, and he can't stay healthy. Like I don't know. That's just how I feel about him. So that's why I'm like, we cut ties with him. Maybe McKinstry gives you a little bit better bat. Plus he's left handed. Like. You know, make some cool defense. Play. Wears glasses. I don't know. David Elliott with yeah. a good uh, <laughs> chat note here. Four million for Bodie coming in 2023. Five and a half in 2024. All right. Nine and a half million dollars. I mean, yep. you, you eat it and walk away if you're talking about wanting to make sure. If you're talking about how valuable these spots are in the 40-man roster, and we're talking about, oh, how are we going to juggle this? To me, that's one. To me, that's one you can decide, and you can eat the you can eat the money and walk away from that. Yeah, I mean, they're eating twenty something million for to to not to have Hayward not play for them next year. Like, right, right. Nine, <laughs> what's nine and a half? Especially, nine especially, and a half onto it. Especially if yeah. it's over two years, it's not nine and a half next. It's it's a spread over two years. I I, right. I would assume, right? Um, yeah. So at, at nine and a half million to, they just want to. Releasing him, I I would assume they'd probably try to trade him. At, yeah, you know the minimum trade him because and, and they might have to pay the money to get yeah, but, to get a low level prospect back. But yeah. if it's about just cutting ties with him and eating the nine and a half million, I don't think I think the Cubs could stomach that. <laughs> I think they could stomach <laughs> a, a nine and a half million dollar uh, check. They saved it this um, season. Uh, I don't want to get Michael going, but that's probably what happened. He uh, just appeared in the chat. Welcome in, yeah. Michael. Right uh, on cue. Saw Jordan Batchin and uh, some of the writers with updates um, injury wise before the game, saying uh, Steele was thro- is going to throw a bullpen session the next few days. Wilson Contreras uh, back to full baseball activities, including running the bases. 
and that Nico Horner was supposed to run the bases before this game in Pittsburgh, uh, game two of the series. So um, the only one that, again, I've, I've kind of said how I feel about Steele and Wilson and Horner, but the only one that I – it looks like Nico's going to come back. You know, if he's if he's throwing and he's yep. running, and I think Wilson probably certainly wants to be back for that final homestand at Wrigley Field. If once again it is the final homestand at Wrigley Field, yeah, I just don't need. I know Thompson had a nice. I don't need Steele to come back. Yeah. I don't need him to pitch anymore. Yeah, That's I mean, all I, I have to say about that. Like I'm forced gump. I've said it a thousand times. <laughs> I don't scream it for the people in the back. Luke. Life scream is like a box of chocolates back. and you never know what you're going to get. And I don't need steel to pitch again. Yeah. That's all I got to say get, about that. I, I get that idea. And I'm totally with you. If you're like, if they're rushing to get him back, just to say they got him back and pitching again this season, like that's beyond just, that's just a, a hard no. But right. if he's a hundred percent, like again, they're not, re, they're not risking him re-aggravating that injury. He's a hundred percent and wants to play. Like, just let him play. <laughs> let it let him pitch because I mean, just I don't know. Again, just getting to the end of the season is valuable for guys. There's benefits in that. Um, but obviously, again, don't just have him come back just to say he came back and pitched again. Like if he's if he's not if he's not bouncing back well, the recovery timeline just isn't there, then don't let let someone else take his innings. But if he wants to come back and he's good to go, trainers clear him, all that good stuff. Let him play. I say let him play. Let the guy play. Oh, by the yeah. way, I see uh, we're getting. I'm getting uh, messages on my phone that Joey uh, is jumping in the chat saying that I deserve triple points for the Kiros pick. Huh? He's jumping in the Slack yeah. channel. Yeah, he's in the Slack in the channel. He's not, oh no, no, he's on my. Uh, he's on my phone. I can't keep <laughs> all the electronics straight. But I didn't have to pull any tweets today. I didn't have any typos. So or mis- that's good. You know, photograph yeah. mistakes or. <laughs> Send it to the wrong person. None of that stuff because mostly I was barely conscious, so I wasn't tweeting as much. <laughs> good, good, good for you, Stuck. You did tweet that that uh, that one the 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 tweet about who's the biggest bust in Chicago sports. Yeah, I, I I tweeted what we were talking about as we were walking off the set last night, and I said, "Are are the Sox in twenty two the biggest team bust in Chicago sports since the 04 Cubs?" And I think most people are agreeing. Some people have jumped in and said, well, what about the 07 and 08 Cubs? And I would compare 07 and 08 Cubs to more like last year's White Sox. At least they all made the playoffs. You know, they were busts. They they didn't win a series, but at least they they made the postseason. This Sox team is like – and and in some ways they're worse than the 04 Cubs because – after the way 03 ended, I think most Cubs fans expected them to fall on their face the next year. It was so devastating. Like everybody, it was yeah. such a gut punch that I don't think most people were surprised it didn't go as well the next year. I was so young at that time, but I do remember I honestly like didn't have as much excitement going to 04. And I was, I think just because what happened in 03 just really mentally like broke my heart more than anything I had ever experienced in my life at that point. 
<laughs> that's yeah. not even like that's not even like an exaggeration. Yeah. Uh yeah. 03, uh, 03 losing in 03 yeah. was almost like dry heaves. Like people people <laughs> were people were dry heaving in their living room if they weren't actually right. vomiting. They, like the, they were dry yeah. heaving. Like the the Sheldon Cooper. I'm I'm not the biggest Big Bang Theory fan, but you know the gif of Sheldon like like <laughs> like breathing into the bag yeah. or whatever. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that was that. Yes. So yeah, so uh, I guess in 04, there weren't ne- necessarily as near like like no one like there were expectations like there were actual people who went into that season thinking like maybe the Red Sox and Cubs could be playing in the World Series that year, but I don't know. I from just based off my memory, it's kind of like yeah, yeah, they have the roster, but will they actually do it? No one actually right, yeah. believes it. Yeah, Robbie <laughs> said I, he I, worked in an usher that year at Wrigley. Yeah. 04, oh, nice. I was I was even younger than Cody was in 04. Like I don't like I was that whole season was like I didn't turn eight till that September in 04. <laughs> so I was pretty I was pretty young. I don't for some reason yeah. like the name uh Nefi Perez pops into my head and he was good that year, like in like 25 what a games. Whatever name to remember for whatever it was. <laughs> but, he was uh, a scrappy player and Ryan yeah, likes scrappy was, players. He, that's why he loves yeah, Madrigal so much. It, man. Oh four. I mean, he was good in 04 though, wasn't that's he? Like Madrigal so much. <laughs> I, I know this he was true. good in 04. I know Nafi Perez was good in 04, and then the next couple of years really wasn't, but no, I Oh four chat now. Because <laughs> going into 04, there was like weren't they like on the sports illustrated cover? Like they're gonna end the drought uh this uh, year or something like that, end the curse. I can't remember, perhaps. I remember when Kosuke Fukudomi was on the sports illustrated cover, which by the way, he retired today. Finally. I saw that the video that yeah. uh Ryan yeah. put that in the Slack, yes. uh, how there was a big chunk yeah. of pub stuff, and Matt Merton spoke, yeah. spoke Japanese in it and was like, You're yeah. my favorite teammate from both countries. It was pretty. Oh man! Wild. Look at this. By the way, Glenn now chiming in. Got to agree. Stucky gets extra points. He took the biggest risk straight from the gut. He caught the vibe. I couldn't uh, say it better than that. that I'm assuming. That. I'm assuming I'm Glenn how... is luck is Stucky's like burner YouTube account. Yeah, probably. I love how Stucky. <laughs> I don't know um, Glenn. Stucky only reads or yeah, he only like reads out what the chat says when it works in his favor. <laughs> yes, in Slack, Corey Friedman, absolutely triple points. Oh, he, <laughs> well, he's not biased. I got at three all. or four people. He's not saying, biased at especially all. because I said it as I was making the pick. Like, this is a triple <laughs> point. This is like putting all of my chips in. I, it, it's oh like God. when you're in Vegas and you're like, well, I got five bucks left. Here it is. This is all of it. I don't okay, know how so- I'm getting home if I don't win. Put it all on red seven and you spin the wheel. But it's not like you were gonna lose three points for doing it. Like we're not taking four I was points away lose from the Cody. respect of everyone. If if the, the entire world, the who you got world was gonna see that pick and be like, he's given up all hope. He's given up all hope in life. He oh went with Kiros tonight for who you got pick. Instead, it was bold, it was beautiful. So it wasn't even off. bold. He's had a good week. It's not even uh, as bold as honestly, Cody's Cody's pick is probably bolder. <laughs> Robbie says my story sounds like it really happened. No, no, no. I, I've actually only Red been seven. to Vegas for like two days in my whole life for work. Um, Red seven. Red seven. David says like CHO fans can't see the slack. Well, that's a good thing. That's no, a good that's thing. Why I'm reading, that's, that's why I'm reading. That's why I'm reading you the slack comments. Hundred percent. Yep. Absolutely. Triple points. Got to give them triple points. What a pick by Stuck. 
Key Rose. <laughs> I love how you're like reading Joey have... and Corey's comments and you in the way that you're saying them doesn't sound like any way that I would hear Joey or or Co- or Corey say them. They're like reviews from the New York Times for Broadway shows. Uh Cody, what are you betting on this weekend? I know you got the itch. You were sweating. Have you how's that been working out for you? Oh man, we might I already won one bet just during the show. So I'm one and oh in my last one. Hopefully about hopefully it'll be three and oh in my last three going into the deep, deep night before I uh ride ten more bets tomorrow. But tomorrow I do love Michigan minus sixteen and a half. Michigan mm. minus sixteen and a half against Maryland. Uh I think they're gonna cream them like they did last year. Uh so with that said, points bet, guys. This football season, points bet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same game parlay. Bet on the next drive to be a touchdown and cash out your live second half over bet. With points bet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. Build the perfect live same game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game, including spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive. And the next points with points bet lightning bets. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live with points bet. Download the points bet app today and sign up with code CHGO to get your first two bets risk free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gamer problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Also, if Jalen Johnson and Rokon Smith do not play on Sunday, perhaps, perhaps bet the Texans. What about uh, – I heard somebody say James Madison plus seven against Appalachian State. What do you Ooh, think of that? A little, little fun belt. As well. Yeah, because they, the they've won belt. so many close games that they're going to be just mm-hmm. empty, you know? Uh, App State's pretty good, though. I, I don't know. That's one that I lean away from, honestly. You lean away. All right, I'll, I'll listen to you. I'll stay away from it, although I was – I'd give you a better pick. Here. I do love Oregon State plus five and a half against USC. That's a little Pac-12 after dark action for mm-hmm. you tomorrow night, Stucky. Mm-hmm. You could just place the bet and then go to sleep because I know you go to bed pretty right, early. Then, yeah, exactly. Then you can wake um, up with a winner and you, you you just feel real happy. Now, again, my advice for you, I have advice for you guys this weekend, and that is the Game Time app, especially Ooh. if you're going to our first ever CHGO Bears tailgate. Michigan and Roosevelt, go to allchgo.com, get your tickets, 34 bucks, beers included, booze is included, food is included. Um, you're right near the stadium if you're going to go, or you just head to the bars afterwards with some of the people that don't have tickets. I know that Cody and Ryan do not have tickets to the game, but they're going to be watching that game time app. They're still thinking, well, what if it's 65? What if it's 65 degrees on Sunday at like 11 o'clock and I can find the best deals? Well, the game time app is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to secure the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed about sitting in a seat at maybe the 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, that kind of thing, right in front of the band, well, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy, sometimes up to 60% off. You won't find a better deal this season on Cubs or Bears tickets created by fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. So if you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us right now is to use that ticket link at the bottom of our podcast and in the YouTube description. In the descriptions, join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app 
and saved on the best seats to all your favorite events. Like I, I haven't heard anybody say a bad thing about it. Like the Sox guys have been using it more than anybody. Like they went a lot here in this last homestand and they had incredible tickets for like literally nothing. They, they basically yeah. almost got paid to go to the game. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they were like less than $10 and they were sitting in good seats. Yeah. And I would imagine you'll be able to get some of that for the last homestand at Wrigley Field, too. Yeah, but me, I went, to the game. I went to Wrigley last weekend, right? Yeah, I went to Wrigley last weekend. Yeah. I think sat in the bleachers, I think, for – I went with me and my girlfriend. We sat for – I think it was around 37. That's after taxes. Mm-hmm. So Not you know, around 10 to $15 or so. Those Chicago taxes are the worst, but – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, Robbie said, uh, Robbie said ahead, he had Ryan. no clue that was an ad, Luke. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's probably worth another point. I'm like two points up on Cody now. You oh, had you had up, in the Luke. Maverick pick and three from tonight. That's four that put I was down two. Now I'm up two. You're, you're Luke, not Maverick, though. True. Maverick is separate. That's Maverick was cool. given the point based on Maverick, the vibe. Maverick is in here. He's in your heart, Cody. <laughs> yeah, Maverick all is of in our your hearts, heart. Exactly. All of our. Robbie hearts, also exactly. said in the chat earlier that his fake ID name in college was was Assad. <laughs> Kevin threw that in the Slack <laughs> channel and said that was the comment of the week. So, shout out to Robbie for having the comment of the week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the week, weekly superlatives. superlatives. You know how like athletes athletes use the uh, a fake name to stay in a hotel. Uh, we should start using Javi Assad. Next time you stay in a hotel, just oh. going. What's your name, oh. sir? Javi Assad. No, no, no. Ra- <laughs> Ravi Assad. Ravi Assad. Okay, Ravi yeah, that'll work Assad. too. There you go. Um, um, I, well, I, I have an update. Uh, obviously, the anyone who watched in the was it the eight, uh, eighth inning, or maybe it was ninth inning, Patrick Wisdom's ejection. Yeah. Um, so this is from Megan Montemuro of the Chicago Tribune. Tweeted it out. <laughs> 13 minutes ago, Patrick Wisdom was, quote, absolutely, end quote, surprised by ejection the night. After striking out, he told home plate ump he didn't like his call on first pitch of AB as he walked away. Quote, given the circumstances, I feel like I'm allowed to voice my opinion on a call. He obviously didn't like it, end quote. I I mean, I tweeted it out, but I watched that multiple times, like just going back, and, and, and I could tell, like, he was a little irked by the first pitch, but, like, when he was walking, I, I watched like him, you know, the, the, the strikeout and him walk off the field. He didn't, he didn't even directly look at the home no. plate umpire and say anything to him. He like, maybe, maybe he like said something, but he was always, I mean, it wasn't like it's, it, it felt like a very quick toss. Like it, it wasn't, it didn't look like he was trying to show up an umpire at all. He didn't get in his face. He didn't even look at him and he got tossed and you could tell he was like surprised. He's like, what the hell? As, as he like turned around and like heard that he was getting tossed, I mean I don't know it was it was kind of bizarre to me because it just it didn't feel like him him showing up an umpire if he said At something all. that he didn't like a call and why mm. aren't the like, players should be allowed to you know say hey I didn't like the call, um, right. but yeah it was bizarre. Is it, it was wasn't bizarre. Laz Diaz the home plate umpire tonight? Uh, yes, I think so, but I'm not 100% sure on that. I do remember Dempster saying the same thing as Ryan was just talking about, though. Like, everybody no. watching at home, there was no way to even tell that he had said anything. So there was no way to say – you could say, like, 
hey, you were showing me up. It's it's just like literally like the letter of the law, like no arguing balls and strikes. But at that point, he's not really arguing it. He's walking yeah. away going mm. back, you know, and he's saying like, yeah, I sw- he had a horrible swing also on the last, on the last yeah. strike. So it's like, yeah, Ryan, you know, just Willis. let the guy Ryan, walk away Ryan, and mutter something under his breath. Like who cares? Yeah. Ryan Wills was the Ryan Wills. Ryan, Ryan Wills. Yeah. Ryan Wills. I just looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, not a good look for Ryan's today. In that moment. Yeah. Tough look for Ryan's. Yeah. Uh, Laz Diaz was at third though. So I was kind of, I was kind of close. I'm sure he made some mistakes too. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see that, uh, the Steelers have already said they are sticking with Mitchell Trubisky. They are Mitch not is going our quarterback. Mitch is our quarterback. We've heard it many, many times, yep. right? Uh, which cub are you sticking with? And I'll ask this to the chat too. Which cub are you sticking with for next season that many others might be ready to move on from at this point? I'll go first. Uh, go and this is – uh, might be a little bit more recency bias, but so so many people are done with Patrick Wisdom. They've been done with Patrick Wisdom all season, man. Like, and I think that he's going to be on the Cubs anyway because he's cheap and because mm-hmm. he hits homers and he's versatile. There's the three reasons right mm-hmm. there why he's going to be on the Cubs next year. Like some guy replied to the CHGO Cubs Twitter account tonight to one of our tweets. Uh, I think it was we quote tweeted the Patrick Wisdom homer that he hit tonight. Uh, said something like. I, I asked, is any would anyone like a Patrick Wisdom, Matt Mervis platoon at first base next season? And I was actually kind of shocked. Like majority of people that replied yeah. said no. <laughs> like they're like, no. And maybe it's because said he should have been gone with Frank. Like, yeah, was there like- was one guy who said that he should have been gone with Frank. And I'm like, how can you say that? Like, how can you with a straight face say that? If you look at both their numbers. And he said something about how he strikes out. And I replied, well, the shift is gone next year, so that'll help. And then I know we – okay, the one thing that we can always get upset about is is the strikeouts. And I looked it up, and this year he leads baseball in strikeout rate at 33%. It is lower than last year. I'll give him credit there. Last year he was striking out 40% of the time. This year it's down to 33 It's It's not it's, – it's, it, it's apples and oranges. not that much different. But it'd be different if, like, he was straight up, like, not being productive at all. And I thought before the injury he had, like, sliding into the base or whatever, like, he was mm-hmm. fine. Especially especially when they transitioned him over to first base. I thought he was I thought he was fine over there. I just think that because he's versatile and he has power, I think that there's, there's value in that. I think if you have him on a team that has – if you have him on a team where he's not like in the middle of your lineup every single day, there is significant value there. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good role player and can have he can have value from all across the diamond. And I I just don't know why anyone would be done with him after the year that he's had. Again, it hasn't been anything spectacular, but it's been fine. It hasn't been like it's not like he's been Jonathan VR. You know what I mean? Like he's been fine. Yeah. He's been and I yeah. and his numbers would probably be better if he didn't have that injury. And other than that injury, he's been he's been he was a fine player. I understand that sometimes he's made some defensive blunders, but who, who like there's not every player is Nico Horner. I'm sorry. Like I, yeah. again, you're not paying the guy much of anything at all. 
and you're getting 24 home runs out of him, and he's and he, which basically leads his team. Like I'm, I, I yeah. don't get it. I, I honestly don't get it as a role player. As a role player, again, I am just emphasizing role player. Like that, you you can't. It's going to be hard to find a better role player for that at the price that he is at. Yeah. Well, and then to go, you know, to your point of like wisdom, you talked about his strikeouts and bringing the strikeouts down from 40% to 33% uh, on the year. Since Cody, I'm, I'm realizing May 17th was a pretty big day. Uh, like, Oh, I know. So that was a big day in history. Year. That was you. That was Morel's <laughs> debut day. Hughes' debut yeah. also. That was also the day that Wisdom started using the new knob. The yes, same, that's right. The same he had day. The magic, he had a magic knob for a while. <laughs> and and the since knob that jokes day, are back, baby. Since that day, that K rate, 31.2%. That's not including today. Um, not updated for today, but 31.2% going. So I guess from May 17th going into today, he's walk, he was walking at about an 11.6% clip. The WRC plus is above average, like 107. So it's like not like otherworldly, but it's above average. Um, he plays good enough defense. I know he's had like a few like uh, you know errors that he wasn't making last year um, that he's made this year, but I think overall he provides versatility. You saw him in right field the other day making a couple good catches. Um, I, I agree. I, I, I He was actually the one I was thinking, so if he didn't go first, I was going to pick Wisdom, but it's like Wisdom is, if he's a guy that, even if he's not a starter next year, depending on who gets brought in, uh, he's a guy that's going to move all around the diamond for you. Well, third and first, and then can play corner outfields. Maybe not gold glove caliber, but you know, capable defense will make the will make the plays he should make, right? Um, and and then surprise you with the sliding or diving catch like he did a couple days ago. Um, but he'll play good enough defense. He has an above, you know, as even if it's only slightly above average, above average bat overall because obviously he brings a lot of pop in the bag gonna he's gonna i would assume be over 25 home runs this year um mm-hmm. which again is good i i yeah i don't get the the desire to move on from wisdom i think he's a guy with you know a few years left of club control he's a guy that you can move around the diamond he's a guy that brings power which you don't have a lot of he's he's a solid role player he's not gonna be a star for this team but he's a solid role player and and if you, you if you have yeah. you know you, theoretically the Cubs you know sign a star shortstop infielder whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them and and do make mold like significant moves in the offseason and put to put on paper what looks like a good team and you have a guy like Patrick Wisdom he's not someone that you will play every single day he was yeah. someone that you probably put in the lineup against lefties. And someone that you definitely put in when you want to give a guy a day off, whether that's at first or at third base, like yeah. that, and that's fine. And you can DH him if you absolutely need to, or or if you just you know go like he's maybe he's hitting better than someone else because every player goes through a slump. You know what I mean? Like it's that's what you need in a 162 game season. Like people just kind of act like, oh, we you you have you have your your opening day lineup and that's all you're going to play with all season it feels like sometimes whenever it go when we talk about certain guys like related to like Patrick Wisdom it's like you need baseball players who have shown value throughout their course of their career like you need them you just need them and then the bonus is the ones who come up from the minors that 
you're hoping are good, but play better than you expect. And if they don't play well, then that might affect your team. But like guys like Patrick Wisdom can really change the course of the team in terms of certain parts of a season if you sustain an injury. And like, what if he, what if he, you know, you know how he goes on those little hot streaks? Like he could have one of those during a moment where a guy gets hurt. Like that's like that's kind of the thing. And the point is, like, if you just have guys, that's like that's the thing. You need good baseball players. I think Luke says up has said it multiple times. You just need good baseball players. And no, he's not like elite. He's not great. He's just very, he's very average, good, whatever you want to call it. It's like just right there. He's a mid-tier level baseball player. And like that, and that's fine. He does have a skill that the other utility guys, as you're saying, like, um, like, like, Somebody in the chat said, how many of these guys do you need? You know, like how many how many guys do you need that have this flexibility? He does play first or he can play first. Um, and he does have more power than any of those other versatile utility guys. Mm-hmm. I The only trick would be is if what Cody's saying, like if they have Correa, do you already have enough covering your infield with the Morels and McKinstry and Madrigal? Like, how many of those guys do you can you keep in the infield and still have the luxury of having wisdom be a guy that if something happens at someone other position, you could move Correa or whoever back over to another position and then stick him at third or stick him at first if it doesn't work out yeah. with Mash Mervis or whoever it might be. Um, Don't say that, Luke. People get angry with you. <laughs> I I think there's a spot for him on the roster. I just yeah, think, no, I think it, so depending too. on if they sign one of these big guys and how much they like um, guys like McKinstry and guys like uh, you know Morel. Morel gives you great flexibility, um, mm-hmm. and that doesn't help. That doesn't help wisdom. But I I agree with you. I'm not ready to move on from him. My choice. I, my choice for that would be. Um, David Ross, because what I have seen late in this season, and and I know it's not popular because it's hard to judge what the guy's going to be like when he's a manager of a good team. It's a bad team, and I can't give him a ton of fault for being a bad team because they're actually almost trying to lose with their roster, okay? So what I have seen is they haven't stopped trying. Like, they are playing hard for him. Uh, unlike the other team on the other side of town where they're being told they were told early in the season don't don't give a hundred percent like you don't hurt yourself if you don't have to want to play that's not what I see and I do see them going out he's got guys that are trying to come back and play even though I personally don't want to see him come back and play and biggest of all whether it's an organizational thing or it's the manager but you have to attach some of it to the manager we have seen player development from younger guys. You, you can't argue it. Like, you've seen it. Maybe you haven't seen it as much as you want from certain guys. But, boy, you've seen it from Nico Horner. You've seen it from Steele. You've seen it from Thompson. You've seen it from Morrell. Like, yeah. there, there have been enough guys that have developed that uh, I know sometimes the chat gets angry and Twitter gets angry at David Ross. And I'm not saying he's the full-time answer long-term. I don't I don't know that answer, but there's no way I'm ready to move on. There's no yeah. way I'm not willing to stick that out for a couple more years and find out because what he can show us 
he has shown us, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I, that, like, I think I think right now is just not the time to just nitpick in-game, you know, managing right, yeah. decisions. Like people will probably be pissed that he had Yolman go out there and, and for the save. And it's like, who's he gonna go with? Like Brandon Hughes just yeah. I think he rolled his ankle today. Like What's he? What's he supposed to do? Like they well, traded their four best night, yeah. receivers. That was, the stat was right. he was the ninth different Cub to get a save this year. Okay, what that tells yeah. you is you do not have a closer. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. also tells you right? that you're not very good, and it also <laughs> tells you that you're you're exploring trying to find out guys what guys will how they will react yeah. in different situations. That's the whole point. Right. Is like. Yeah, maybe maybe Omen's not the closer of the future, or who knows what his role is next year. But give, I mean, <laughs> you're you're playing for seventy wins at this point. Like, give the guy a shot, go see what he could do. It's the same with what they've done with Mark Leiter Jr. You know, letting him come in in some safe yes. situations. I mean, th- these are just guys that are trying to, I don't know, find some footing in the big leagues. They're not top tier bullpen guys but it's just everyone it's it's what ross is doing you know mixing the lineup is it's similar to was what it was early in the season where it just wasn't the same every day guys were all over up and down the lineup at different positions that's just the the hand he's dealt with what the roster construction is at this point in the season and if you're trying to nitpick him playing your you know substituting someone as a pinch runner for like it's just not the season to do that it's not because right he's not he hasn't he hasn't given the talent the best talent to work with. So why, I don't know. It's, it, I don't, yeah, I'm with you, Luke. I don't judge David Ross's anything that's happened this year. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't put it on Ross because you hear how well the players talk about him. You hear about, you know, Nico Horner buying, you know, buying into what, what David Ross is selling, all these guys buying into what David Ross is selling. They all like him. He, he gets them up to keep playing, even though they're still in the sixties and wins when they still have to win four more games to hit 70. Like he is getting them up and they're competing every game. And yeah, people laugh at that and, and whatever, but it, it, it's true that guys, you know, major league players could just kind of check out at the end of the season when there's nothing to play for. And from what we've seen, guys aren't doing that. And that, that, you know, part of that is David Ross getting them up, getting them up every game to play, try to win. Cause at the end of the day, that's his job is to get wins. And, you know, regardless of, of how well he's liked and how well he's not, whatever, at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to did you win the games? Did did you win? What was your win-loss record? Did you win? That's what it's always going to come down to. And I think David Ross, again, he hasn't done – that hasn't happened this year because he hasn't had the roster to do that with. Give him a roster that's, that's you know, built to make the playoffs. Give him a roster that's built to compete and then see what he does. Then you nitpick the in-game decisions. Then you, then you question what he does with his relievers. That's when you do it. But right now it's just not – that's not the time. And, I again, I'm in agreement with, with what you said. It's just not – just so 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 premature to say David Ross isn't the answer. I'm not saying he is or isn't. It's just or not saying he is, but it's just right. way too early to say he's not because he just really hasn't had a chance to prove what he is as a manager, as a first time manager too. That's true. Yeah. Not you know. I'm based off the chat. You know, everyone kind of left some comments about Mervis. I I think a lot of people think that Mervis needs to like when they call him up that he should just be your everyday first baseman every single day. And like, I can probably get on board with that, but I also like know how young players work uh, in terms of like, maybe you want to ease them in. So that's why I brought up the whole, maybe you could platoon him with wisdom just because he's a lefty and wisdom's a righty. 
Um, so I just wanted to clear that up. But again, yeah. like I wouldn't mind if they played Mervis every single day next year. Like whenever they call him up, at least. I mean, to me, he's played well enough to where he deserves to be on the opening day roster. I mean, at this point, the only reason he hasn't been called up is just because of uh, the the time clock on his control, I assume. But like, I, you know, like why call him up now whenever the season's over? You know what I mean? Might as well just call him up when the season matters. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm with you guys in terms of David Ross. Like yeah. I've been on that thing all season. Yeah, like, I think we've all been on that train. It's very uh, other random. names that I was thinking of, Cody. Well, like, tell me if there's any any others that just jump in. We don't have to go too deep in it. But I was thinking, I'm not ready to give up on Killian because he's had some trouble yeah. early in his career at the major league level. Don't like not moving mm-hmm. on. Don't stop thinking yeah. that Killian he could be an answer here. Um, yeah. McKinstry is another type of guy like that too. Like he's been, he's kind of been tossed into that like controversial spot, like how we were all complaining about Ortega for the last two months, you mm-hmm. know, like people were done with McKinstry after a month. Cause he struggled that first month being a cub. And now in September, he's starting to show the value that he has. Um, and, you know, we just talked about him and Bodie and like, you know, to me, I feel like he deserve he deserves a spot at least, a chance to make the roster going into spring training next year. You know what I mean? Like it's not just someone I cut ties with. Um, yeah. I was going to say my pick was Madrigal. <laughs> like, I think that's obvious. Like I'm not giving yeah. up on Madrigal and I don't think anyone should. Yeah. You know, the, the fact that he wasn't, didn't, perf- I mean, again, that month, you know, when he came back in August and was around for a little over a month, had a good month. It wasn't like lighting the world on fire, but it was a good month gave you a little bit of hope and now he's hurt again. So I, I, I get the sentiment. It was like, he, maybe he's just not cut out to, well, no, actually I don't get that. He, I think he can be a good major league player. Um, obviously health is number one because the, the best avail availability is the best ability is availability. Right. Um, just so yeah. the fact that he just has been now the third long stretch on the injured list this year is concerning. And I, but I, I, I think it's sincere when he said uh, after this last time or no, when he went on the injured list this time that he's taking a good hard look at his plans. He's talking to people um, that, you know, uh, that have, have done it before that he can, you know, get ideas from as far as how to take care of himself, how to work on his body, this off season, his nutrition, whatever it is to make sure his body can hold up to the grind of 162 game season. Uh, so I'm not throwing, I'm not throwing the book out on, on, on Nick Madrigal because of this year. Yeah, you wanted to see him healthy and see what he could do. It didn't happen, but he he could still be a, a good a good major league player. I th- I think that I believe that um, because he's at least hitting wise has always been a really good hitter at any level he's been at. He's a he's a a good defender. He wasn't a bad defender at all this year. Maybe he doesn't have the range, and that's going to hurt with the shift. But he could give you he, he could play a capable second defense. I would say, um, not Gold Glove, but capable. And I think he can, again. I think he can just be a good player at the major league level. Not he's not going to be your all star. He's not going to lead a team to the World Series. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's just I, I I don't know. I I keep thinking it, and I want to give him this off season to get and really change what he does to make sure his body can hold up. Because if next season he's hurt the whole year too, then it's a different story. Because that's two. Yeah. It's really three straight years that he's dealt that he that he'd have been dealing with injuries. Uh, right. well, then, I mean, then you the, start to question it. 
the Cubs need one of those two guys from the Kimbrel trade to find a way to yeah. be healthy. Well, man. They need it. <laughs> Becky said Becky says in the chat, like, don't forget about Cody Hoyer just because he's injured. Yeah. You know, that's that's another one. I'm yeah. I don't think anybody's yeah. giving up on him, but also don't forget about him. And yeah. uh, by the way, hi Debbie, thanks for the uh, kind comments about the chat. Welcome. Um a, a reminder again to everybody. We have the tailgate party coming on Sunday, the first one ever, eight to noon. Thirty-four bucks covers your booze, your beer, your food, uh, a DJ oh, yeah. vibes, vibes. <laughs> Get to hang with the CHGO group, and then you can go to the Bears game, or you guys can go hang out at a bar. If you're going to the game, or if you don't have a ticket for the game, game time is the way to go. Like, mm-hmm. use the game time app, sit there, wait with it. It's the new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to get your best deals, especially last-minute deals on sports, concerts, whatever you want to go to, and you get those killer deals on unbelievable seats. You know, maybe it's 50-yard line on Sunday at the Bears-Texans game, so you want to see Lovey Smith so close, you can just grab the gray beard when you're when you're turning around, you know? Like, you want to be right there. Mm-hmm. The yeah. deal is you go you go to the tailgate, you get the game time app, and you sit there and you just wait it out. You're patient. You wait to pounce on the on the ticket, and then boom, guaranteed lowest price. You grab the ticket, you walk right from that tailgate, 10-minute walk across Grant Park to Soldier Field. Boom, you're in there. It's a beautiful, it's supposed to be a really, really nice day on Sunday. Um, might be a great chance to try out that app. I'm just saying it. Um if you like CHGO, you're going to love game time. Best way to support us through the link in the podcast and YouTube descriptions. Make sure you do it. More than 15 million people have downloaded this app. Highly recommended by one Herb Lawrence. Can't get more verified than that. Yeah, absolutely. The way to go. I agree. What's Ravi saying now? Uh, he says uh, maybe someone should get – Someone got some weed at the tailgate. Add that to your read, Luke. Ravi, are you going to the tailgate? Why are you trying to suggest yeah. that? He said he's having Kinkos deliver a cardboard cutout of himself, so he's there in spirit. Love, love, to have love, love to have everyone that joins the chat every day come to one of these tailgates. Yeah, absolutely. We so should get some pictures of people in the chat and put them on the set, bring them on every once in a while. It's like, this is what Ravi's saying, and like on a popsicle <laughs> stick. Yeah. No, I'll be there. Uh, I'm bringing my girlfriend, and we're bringing a, a few of uh, her friends. I think I got a few friends of my own that are coming, so I got a decent group of people that I know coming on top of everyone that I work with. So I'm excited, but, man. It's going to be But fun. nobody has tickets, right? You're considering the game, no, yeah. the game time app? And, and yeah. We are considering, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My, I want this. If I'm going to go to the game, it's going to be my first game time purchase. So see how it goes. I mean, that's a good one to make for sure. Um, and then – Cody, you're going to do – what's the game you're going to go and have people hang out, maybe game time app people too, at, at the Cubs oh, yeah. slash homestand? Yeah, we haven't, we haven't Friday, even like maybe? really – yeah, it's next Friday. We haven't even really started announcing this or talking about it. But, but you're I thinking guess we can about start it, right? Now. Like that's an idea that's floating yeah. around. So next Friday is the last uh, Friday 120 game of the year at Wrigley. Uh, so I, what I'm going to do, you know how we had the White Sox tailgate and now we're having this Bears tailgate. We didn't do anything for the Cubs this year. Uh, so basically it's going to be very like unofficial or anything, but I'll go probably go to Murphy's a couple hours before the game on Friday and uh, 
anyone who wants to come meet up and uh, I'll probably sit in left field that day. So if anyone wants to come meet up, send me a DM or something uh, and we can hang out in left field and just don't be weird. That's all I ask. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, By the way, did you, I was, I was just kind of going through the standings when I was flipping through, like to see how bad, you know, when I was, tweeting out the is this Sox team the worst thing since the 04 Cubs um and that's going through the standings and I see that the Texas Rangers who spent half a billion dollars in free agency like we go through this in the chat literally every single day like spend money spend money and I don't disagree with any of it spend the money it's just a uh, a good lesson in Careful what we ask for this winter. Let's hope they don't spend the wrong money because I didn't think those were necessarily bad signings and maybe those guys aren't the reason the Rangers are losing, but they've invested half a billion dollars in like three guys and they have almost an identical record to the tanking Chicago Cubs, both on a push for 70. Like, it's like yeah. a half game difference yeah. and they just spent a half billion. So in, in that small way, Rick is, is right. Like you can't necessarily buy a championship because the Rangers tried to do it. But if you're smart, you can certainly mix it in with what you've got going on. I just hope they, I just hope they spend the right money and make the right deals. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that you look at the Sox just lost to the Tigers, so the Cubs officially have a better second-half record than the Sox. It's just like oh my the decisions – I mean, front office decisions are are just absolutely important in this I game. I think like, the, the – but in the for the White Sox, for like for their sake, though, they're the opposite from the Rangers. Like, they didn't spend enough last offseason yeah, to, yeah, agree, to, agree. to put that team over the top. Like, they, yeah. they still have issues in right field. I know Andrew Vaughn yeah, made yeah. a nice catch tonight, but, like, that guy is more of a first-base type. Than, than right field, man. Like they they needed a full time right field, and they got AJ Pollock, and he just he really didn't work out. But like, I don't think you can bank on a guy like AJ Pollock to take over the yeah. outfield and and li- like give you solid production. Like at the point of his career that he was at coming into this year. Now, like, yeah. I mean, they did get good value for someone like Kimbrel, uh, but I don't know. But to me, they didn't spend enough. I thought they needed one more pitcher. Uh, and I also thought five they needed to go get a right fielder. Yeah, like they just, they just, uh, you know, I. You ask me right now, do I think if you were to ask me who's in the better spot, the Cubs or the White Sox? Right now, I would still say the White Sox because you just don't know what what's going on with the Cubs yet. Right, we got to wait for mm-hmm. the offseason play out. Mm-hmm. I might change my mind in February. We'll see. Or in a year, yeah. or, or in just one year, maybe, maybe, like you said, it could be way less than that. Uh, by the yeah. way, I don't see our good friend uh, White Sox Paul telling anybody who's who's daddy right now. <laughs> he hasn't been here to jump in the chat and say, mm. Herb is your daddy. It's been oh, a while. He hasn't been here. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go on the next White Sox show. I'm going to go in the chat, and I'm going to be like, I don't know if White Sox Paul is here. He comes to the Cubs show all the time, and he slanders us. i just here to tell you I said help. I'm just here to tell you that. Uh, hello. That, I'll just be like, "Hey, we miss you at the Cub Show, man. Like, uh, you you've been we have been, room. Uh, you haven't been, been present busy. for a while. You know what I mean? He's been he's been busy with other things. That's right. Yeah, uh, being depressed probably. La- last thing, last yeah. thing. 
was it the 114th anniversary of Merkel's boner? Yeah. Um, oh, that was key that they got that in the broadcast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Obviously, that's that's um, you know was key to the Cubs winning that 1908 World Series. I always love the reference because of how how much the definition or the how much the meaning of that phrase has changed in in a yeah. hundred years. <laughs> Merkel's boner com- means something completely different as a phrase now. Than it, it does. It does. In oh yeah. You don't say, so. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like bringing it up. But uh, <laughs> the Cubs won the World Series because of it. Well, partially because of the World Series. And know, to think, 1908. And to think on that great anniversary, we also had the great Esteban Quiros game in Chicago <laughs> Cubs history. Two for four. Where were you? <laughs> two RBIs, a walk, flashing the leather all over the field. The Cubs win six to five. And I was awarded three points in the oh Who You Got God. contest to take over the lead with you just not. 11 no. games to go. Thanks Luke for checking 22, out the guys. CHGO Cubs postgame yeah. show podcast presented by PointsBet. Have a great weekend. Don't forget, Corey and Brennan will have the series recap for you coming up on Sunday night. Go Cubs and fly the W.